the number one biggest thing I would say, especially for small businesses right now is what's your message? What do you want people to understand about you? What makes you you, right? First and foremost, establish that, then get it out there in whatever medium you can. Welcome to Better Together with Costi Epifonsive, a podcast on parenting, business, and living life intentionally. We're here every week to bring you thoughtful conversation on making your own path to success challenging the status quo, and finding all the ways we're better together. Here's your host, Costa Yepifonsiv. Hey, y'all, this is Costa. And today I'm here with my guest, Travis Bumbleo, Director of Strategic Development at Paramount Title, co-owner and founder of Tennessee Abstract and Magnolia Marketing. Today, we're celebrating the start of 2022 and building strategies worth pursuing. Travis, thanks for joining us for such a special special New Year's Day episode. For anyone who doesn't know, tell us a little bit about your professional journey. Yeah, man. So first of all, thanks for having me. My professional journey, um, I was always kind of an entrepreneurial kid. Um, always involved in sports. So I learned a lot of work ethic through that, that I apply to this day when it comes to whatever business that, that I'm doing. But my first start in business, when I got started, I was 19 years old, jumped into the title business with my mom. She's been doing it for 1,014 years. Just kidding. Shout out Sheila Bumbleo, best mom ever. So that's how I got my start. Did that for a couple of years and then transitioned into corporate America, kind of learned what I felt like I needed to learn through corporate and all the the systems and the structures and the processes and everything that goes along with that and felt like I was ready to take those lessons and apply it to um, a smaller company to hopefully get it to that point and to do things on my own. And that's what's led me here today. How long has uh, your family owned the title company for? So my mother doesn't actually own the title company. She works for an attorney here in town. Okay. Um, Yeah. So she is, um, she's done that for about 25, 30 years or so. Wow. That's great. And so you are in charge of strategic development. What What is strategic development? Yeah, that's a good question. You get asked all the time. It can be kind of confusing. Uh, but basically what strategic development is, anything related to growth is what I'm responsible for. Okay. So uh, all the sales efforts, all the marketing efforts, um, mergers, acquisitions, anything related to the growth of the business mm-hmm. is uh, my responsibility. And so you have to sort of determine what strategies you're going to put in place to maximize revenue, to maximize profit? Do you have to like determine what population you're going to target for like a branding campaign? Yeah. So that, that's a lot that goes into it is, you know, what kind of campaigns we're going to run okay. to what demographic in what markets. Um, and I spend a lot of time looking at other markets too, that we could potentially open an office in, or if there's another, another business in that office that we could potentially acquire and, and, and work with and do it that way. And I spend a lot of time doing that as well. How'd you fall into something like that? I mean, did you do that in Nashville? Yeah. So when I moved to Nashville, I went to work for First American Title, which is okay. the largest title insurance company in the world. Um, And so that's really when I saw the scale of what the title business could be. And that's where I learned a lot of everything that I've learned is through that. And so, you know, I took all of those lessons, brought it back here. And that's kind of how I wound up into this because I didn't, I didn't want to just do sales anymore. I didn't just want to do marketing. I wanted to do more. Um, And that's, it was a perfect fit both ways, I feel like, because that's what this role allows me to do. It sounds like what you're doing and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to try to summarize it into a nutshell for anybody that's listening. You are taking everything that the business does and you are trying to sort of funnel it into one direction that's going to maximize return, that's going to sort of target the largest audience, uh, that's going to put the right product first. Uh, And then also, if it's not time for you to grow by increasing sales, then you can look at alternatives like, for example, like acquisitions and things like that. And I think the reason why we're going down the rabbit hole is because strategic development 
development can be very confusing. But secondly, most people listening probably have no idea what a title company is. Right. So <laughs> I thought it'd be, yeah. I thought it would at least be important so that people understand those two facets. Yeah. You've been doing this since 21 years old. Yes. Yeah. So I would say title since I was 19. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so what does strategic development mean to you? So strategic development to me means, you know, anything growing, pushing forward, right? Identifying the strategies that are going to best put your company or yourself or whatever it is to move forward um, in the in the best manner possible. Would you consider avoiding like pitfalls along the way as something that you are, are you kind of sort of uncovering all of the, the hidden manholes so that your company doesn't fall into them? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big part of it is, is many of those as we can avoid the better, obviously, but it's, I think it's impossible to avoid every single one of them. But you know, a lot of the times that's where you learn the best lessons, right? That's where you, that's where you learn the most and where you learn which adjustments you need to make. And so you can pivot and go a different direction. And that's a big part of growth because as you know, everybody's business out there is, is the same way. It's not going to go perfect all the time. You're going to find things that need to be better, but that's exactly how you get better. Identify those, learn from those, pivot and be better going forward. Business owners, entrepreneurs, professionals in really any industry, how do they utilize these practices? Of, of strategic development. Yeah. So just really having a plan, right? Okay. I'm big on having a plan. If you don't have a plan, you're preparing to fail. Um, so you always need to have a plan or whatever in whatever you're doing. So that's first and foremost, the biggest part of strategic development is what do I want to do? How do I want to do it? You know, so that's the first thing you need to think about. And the second thing is, you know, developing different strategies on how you want to achieve those things that you're trying to do. So that, that's the advice that I would say is just really sit down, think about a, a strategic plan on what you want your company to be doing and the way you want it to be doing it. How has social social media and digital marketing sort of changed how we consider business strategy? And more importantly, why does it even matter? It's becoming increasingly important as times go on. Mm -hmm. So kind of when I first got my first sales business type job, big company, I was a newbie on the blog, youngest person do what I was doing. And I was able to grow that business. And I promise I'm getting to a point. <laughs> I was able to grow that business about a thousand percent a year and a half solely really off the back of, of social media. And so that's where I really understood the value of of what social media could do for a business. And it's it's not everything, but it's, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. Break it down for me though. Like what do you think social media does for business? It, it gives you exposure. Um, cause going back years ago, going back 20 years to, to be in front of a potential client, it was, let's go to lunch, let's go to coffee, let's shake hands. You know, now with social media, you have the ability to put your message the way you want to say it in front of as many people as you want to. So it allows people to really feel like they're getting to know you, your authentic self without actually having to get to know you. You can put your message the way you want to in front of the people you want to at a much faster rate and you can scale it a lot quicker than you could say 20 years ago. So you said authentic. Uh, do you think that some people on social media are authentic people? Some. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, social media does get a bad rap uh, a little bit, I would say nowadays, sure. because you have a lot of people because there is so much attention there, you know, they're, they're putting out this fake image of themselves and, you know, not everybody is a thousand percent authentic on social media, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, but you have people that are as well. Now with great power comes great responsibilities. That's a Spider-Man reference. I right. watched uh, the movie yesterday with our kids and I got to be honest, man, like, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but they brought back every single Spider-Man from like the original um, Tobey Maguire, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they also brought back the second Spider-Man. I can't remember his name, but he was in um, the movie about Facebook. Yeah. Dude. 
all the villains. I mean, just a star-studded cast of people. It's funny you say that. I was actually there Saturday watching it. Yeah, and it was it was awesome. We watched Spider-Man two right before we went into it to like make nice. sure we understood everything, remembered everything. Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, 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 it was super cool. In the era of small business, just selling a quality product or a service isn't going to cut it. People want to buy you, right? That's right. So why is showing vulnerability and individuality important to growing an audience and a client base in 2022? You know, being authentic is super important. When you're pushing out content and you're branding yourself online, you have to be authentic because that's what builds the connection with people. And that's what, like you said, you know, people aren't necessarily buying your product. They're buying you and why you. And so businesses that we work with and something that I've always implemented personally is just being completely vulnerable, being completely authentic and just putting yourself out there and not being afraid of that. Because that at the end of the day, like you said, that's what people want to see. And that's what people, that's how people make decisions. With the marketing company and you're giving this consultant service to all these other different businesses. I mean, how hard is it to sort of break through when you're talking to business owners and telling them how they need to react, how they need to put their uh, best foot forward, the image that they want to project? Do you feel like you get a lot of pushback when you're having those types of conversations? Yes, absolutely. A lot of businesses, they, they've got certain things that have worked for a very long time and they don't necessarily want to go in and change all of those things. And I don't really recommend changing all of that. The goal that, that I talk with people about what we're trying to do is let, let's take that, all of those good things, and all we're going to do is grab that and project it out for people sure. to see. Um, so that's what we run into a lot. And fortunately, in this area, there's a lot of businesses that they've got a, a lot of really, really good stuff going on. They they just need to push it out there. They need to, to highlight their business and, and, and for people to see that. So to answer your question, yes, there there's a little bit of pushback um, because they've done something for a certain way yeah. for so long. So getting yeah. somebody to change their way of thinking there and unlocking that it is a challenge sometimes. But once they're able to do it and they see the change that that can provide for for their business, then everybody's super happy. Let's talk about carpool karaoke. Okay. All right. And this is something that I've been hearing a lot about. Actually, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you, uh, we all know the the James Corbin carpool karaoke. And so this is like a emulation of that skit, right. correct? What inspired you to start carpool karaoke in Cookville? Yeah, man. So at first I just did it with a few staff members we have here at Paramount and our Cookville office just for fun. Because honestly, you know, me personally, I'm in the car. I'm just belting at the top of my lungs at the <laughs> concert for one. Right. And I was in the car by myself. Right. So I was like, hey, it'd be kind of fun to, to throw some of our staff in there and, and we sing along. And that that gained a, a good bit of traction. And so I started thinking, you know, obviously I've been inspired by the, the James Corden thing that he does. Hey, if we take local business professionals in this area and put them in this environment and mix in some questions and obviously we'll, we'll continue to sing, we can shine a spotlight on their business and whatever they want to shine a spotlight on because it takes people out of an environment that they're typically that they're typically seen in and puts them in an uncomfortable environment. And people like to see that <laughs> sometimes. So what's your favorite genre of music? Country music. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm a 90s country kid, but I'll listen. <laughs> I'll listen to about anything. Kind of describe how the process works with carpool karaoke. Yeah, so it's it's pretty grassroots. <laughs> it's okay. um, you know, I'll have I'll have the guests prepare a playlist of certain songs that they would like to sing, and uh, other than that, it's it's pretty it's pretty organic. It's pretty off the cuff, um, and I, I do that for a reason. I provide just enough structure to so they know kind of what's going on because you don't want to go in anything blind. Sure, but I feel like some of the best stuff comes from just doing it that way, not being super structured, and so that that's kind of why I do it that way. I feel like some of the best 
content can come out of that. Cause you know, people, I feel like a lot of the time people can come into situations like that and be really calculated. Right. Um, I'm going to answer this this way. I'm going to do this, this way, this, this way. And I try to do it the other way of that. Cause I, I want to, I want to create spontaneity. Uh, yeah. And I want to get the most authentic answers and for people to be their most authentic self leaping back to your previous question. So, since you started doing this carpool karaoke, can you give me without naming, obviously any names, but yeah. can you give me, um, what it's taught you throughout the process Man. about people? Yeah. So one of the biggest things carpool karaoke has taught me is, you know, people, people like being authentic. People like, you know, showing their authentic selves. And some, and sometimes it takes a little bit of convincing to yeah. peel back those layers. But once they do, everybody's been glad that they've done it. Um, and there's been people on there that already that weren't overjoyed to do it, but you know, they wanted to push themselves and do it. And that's, that's been one of the coolest things to see people really push themselves in that way that necessarily wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. Um, kind of get then, out of their comfort right, zone. Right. And then by the end of it, it was like, wow, I'm really glad that I did that. You know, not only, you know, can it provide a great, a great video, uh, can it provide the carpool karaoke, but I feel like people are able to take something personally from it themselves as well. The reason that I ask is because like, you know, in this setting, when you're having kind of more serious and you're having very like, I'm not trying to say that we're, you know, geniuses by any means, but we're having kind of like a highly intelligent conversation about business strategy. I sometimes I feel like there is a bit of a missing link because we can't always um, get to more like, you know, nonchalant, comfortable conversations because we're constantly thinking, right? And so I like the fact that you incorporate me music into the into the dynamic and it sort of brings people's guards down and so that way they can speak about a a wide range of things that they're emotionally connected with yeah that's exactly right and that's and that's one of the beauties of it is you know with music I mean I like to sing anyway I'm terrible but I, I like to sing but you know putting people in that environment it breaks down those barriers and it gets them to their authentic self and to open up a little bit quicker yeah because like I said that barriers just just broken down and that's that's where you can get the best conversation and that's where you can get the best value because that's one of the goals of it as well is to extract whatever value I can from the guest and whatever they have to offer because everybody's got their own unique perspectives and opinions on things and everybody's got their own value that they can bring. So I want them to do that in their own authentic way to provide value for the listeners. Have you ever done a sort of this video audio thing where you're putting it out on the internet? I mean, have you ever recorded yourself in the past? No, man. So like this is your first time putting out content on the internet where (laughs) your face is on there and your and your mannerisms and your, you know, your kind of quirkiness. Not to men- not to say that you're necessarily quirky, oh, but you yeah, know what definitely. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> no, so this isn't my first time I've been on camera by any means, but okay. like going back to when I when I first started at First American, I actually didn't start a First American title. I did First American, I was with First American Home Warranty um, for about a year and a half. And that was that was my first really big corporate sales type job. You know, I learned a lot there. And one of the biggest things that I learned was the value of video marketing and, and doing all that. Because I looked at it, I was, I was honest with myself. I was like, okay, you know, I'm by far the youngest person that's doing this. You know, for me to grow, I've got to do something a little bit different than other people are doing to distinguish myself and separate myself from from the competition out there. And I saw, you know, people weren't doing a whole lot of video marketing and I saw mm-hmm. like it working for a lot of other companies. And people are surprised when I tell them this, but naturally at that point, I'm I'm still an introvert. You know, I was somebody that had to learn to be an extrovert and to put myself out there and to um and to talk to people on that scale and not not be afraid of that. So I think that's a good lesson. Like if I can do it, anybody can start putting themselves out there. So that was my first, you know, initial um, entrance to video. And, and putting myself out there in that way. Have you went back and looked at your old videos? Oh, it's terrible. It's right? the worst thing ever. It's the worst <laughs> thing ever, man. Um, 
but what, what I would say for people is like, you know, that, that, that's a perfect example. Like you're, yeah. it's not going to be perfect. It's not, it's never going to be perfect. You can always find something to critique. Um, you know, I've got a lot of friends, you know, I encourage them to do video and all of that and they'll put it out there and they'll be like, Oh, it, this was bad. This was bad. You know, only five people liked it in an hour. It's like, it, it doesn't matter. Just, right, man. Just you keep start at somewhere. That's right. Keep at it. Keep pushing. Um, and, and don't worry about like, Oh, my hair doesn't look good. I don't look yeah. good or, or, or whatever it is. I, I have a YouTube channel, uh, that we talk about long-term care and, uh, so we we write scripts now uh, and, you know, obviously we're looking at the camera, we're reading a teleprompter. Sometimes we go a little bit off script, but for the most part, it's on a script. When we first started, Morgan, our producer, her biggest complaint was that I didn't look at the camera. But, you know, me, I was like trying to be like that thinking man, you know, the statue where, you know, I'm trying to be super insightful and pulling all of the, uh, you know, thoughts that are hanging out in the universe down into my head. And so my arms are everywhere. My heads everywhere, you know, and, and literally it was unwatchable. It was, that's how bad it was. It was unwatchable. So after doing it for about a year, we realized like, oh, wait, now I understand why most people on TV have a teleprompter, why most people on TV sit still, why they don't, you know, wave their hands like the guy at the used car lot, the you know, blow up guy <laughs> yeah, that's got yeah. it everywhere, you know? Were you, I mean, were you scared when you first started though? I mean, when you were putting those videos out? Terrified. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, How'd you overcome it? Just did it, man. Just okay. did it. You know, it's, um, you know, I had close friends like, what are you doing, man? Like, because the thing is, like, whether it's that or whether it's anything else, you do something a little bit differently than, than other people are doing mm-hmm. it. You're going to get some pushback and you're going to get um, some haters. Yeah, I guess. So that's the important thing is, you know, doing your best to block out, block out the haters and, you know, wor- worry about yourself and worry about what you're doing and just keep pushing forward. No, believe in what you're doing and just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. So you said you were in competitive sports at the beginning of the show. What, what, what sport did you play? And do you think that that helped you that kind of competitive? environment where you were constantly having to put yourself out of out of your comfort zone perform at a high level do you think that helped yeah ab- absolutely it helped um my two sports growing up with gol- golf and bowling okay, um, the two nice. most athletic sports you can do right I mean, <laughs> bowling i'm terrible at. Yeah. i'm actually even worse at golf but you know i at least attempt to be good at golf yeah. whereas bowling i just know i'm bad so i'm just like throw the bumpers up let's go you yeah, know? yeah yeah and <laughs> just it's make it fun <laughs> and i uh, i correlate sports to uh to business often right because there's there's always somewhere you can improve there's always somewhere where you can get better. Um, and that's what I love so much about it. Cause there, there's, like I said, there's always room for improvement. There's always new goals to achieve. There's always new heights to, to get to. And it's, it's like a never ending cycle, which I can, I, I love. So you said you were an introvert in the locker room. You know, I'm assuming you were never like that guy that was just out there all the time going ham, right? Yeah. No, not necessarily. Well, it's funny, like in, in bowling matches growing up, especially high school bowling, it gets really intense. You know, I had friends that they would skip football games to come watch bowling matches because oh, wow. they, they were really, really intense. And, you know, like the state tournament for bowling, like it's wall to wall packed. Like you, you get in a heated match, competitive match. There's a lot of screaming, a lot of whatever going on, a lot of pumping people up. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty intense. And then golf's pretty much the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what advice, what advice do you have for someone who's trying to build a strategy for their brand? Well, first and foremost, set a goal. Like what do you, what do you want? You, what do you want out of your business? What do you want out of your life? What are you trying to do? If you don't have a goal, you know, how do you know, how do you know where to go? Right. It's, it, it's like being on the interstate. 
you know, if you have no direction in mind, you're just going to keep driving with and just aimlessly. You're not going to know where you go. So first and foremost, set a goal on how you or what you want to do. And then you can work the goal backwards on how you're going to get there. Right. So for me personally, what I would do and I would I've not been doing this for very long and I would um, I'd advise anybody to do this is set your goal. Right. Set your business goal, set your personal goal, work them backwards and work them backwards to a point where you can establish daily habits that you can. And I write them down across them off every single day. They're going to bring you closer to that goal. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. On that note, what would you consider some of those daily habits to be? So like, for example, I'm assuming a pretty common business goal for people is, you know, I did this much in sales in 2021. I want to do this much in sales in 2022. So being in strategic development, what would you consider to be some of the top action items that they could take? Yeah. So that's what most people do is set goals, you know, like that. I want to do this amount of production, right? Which is great. You need to do that. But how are you going to do that? You know, what goes into actually making a sale? What what goes into those things? How many sales do you need to make? Okay, cool. But how do you actually do that? You know, you've got to develop those action plans that you can do every single day. So for me, you know, a sale or a new client or, or whatever the case may be, it starts with a meeting right? An initial consultation, um, a lunch, a coffee, you sit down with somebody. Okay. How do you get that meeting? You prospect. And so one of the things that I've got written down and, and I can show you it's prospect for all three of the businesses every single day, spend time doing those small things every single day. Cause those, those small things end up being the big things. So my advice would be to set the goal, but work it back and be specific about it of what, what actions can I do every single day that are going to bring me closer to that goal. What do you think is one of the most common mistakes that businesses make when they start to think of strategic development? They don't have a plan. They don't have a plan and they don't have a goal, a clearly defined goal um, that everybody can work towards. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of what I'm a big proponent of that. Our goals and our plan is everybody knows it across the boards. Everybody's working towards a common goal. And not only that, because I feel like another mistake people make is they have a goal, but there's no really outline on how they're going to get there. It's like, we're going to try to do this amount of sales this year, but how, you know, how are you going to do that? Um, so having a clearly defined plan, a specific plan and break it down again, what you can do every single day to get you to that, that goal. Yeah. And don't think it's so much about, I'm going to do this amount of numbers, this amount of numbers, this amount of numbers. I'm going to do this that are potentially going to get me to those numbers. Okay. So on the marketing company specifically, because that's where I want to focus. Yeah. How many businesses do you work with like on a monthly monthly basis? Yeah. So the marketing company is the most recent thing that I've done. So we've okay. been active for a month. We just brought on pretty big client a couple of weeks ago. And so we're spending, we've got, we've got a couple other ones as well. So we've got, we've got three right now with one, two being decently sized. And so we're, we're just getting rolling with that. So it's, it's a very exciting project um, that we're doing. And uh, I think it'll bring a lot of value to a lot of businesses here. In the upcoming really Are you going to focus on social media um, and primarily just on social media or do you have any other ideas? Yeah, so we we can do pretty much anything. So we okay. focus on social media first and foremost, and that's kind of my niche um, and what I feel. I don't want to use the word expert, but you know, certain things have worked for me in the past. And that's that's uh, in large part why I wanted to start this company, because you know I've seen what certain things can do for me and my business in the past. And I want to do that for other people as well. Um, and then my partner that I have in the business, you know, she's really, really good at the other side of things. She's really good at SEO. She's really good at you know, webs- building a website. The stuff that you know I'm, I can do and I've got experience doing, but you know my interest lies in the, the organic content, the social media strategies, you know, all of that. So you've been doing this for one month and you've met countless business owners. So you have this background in strategic development. What do you think business owners don't do well? Like, what do you think they should work on aside from planning and development, but specifically something that they need to start focusing on more. 
the number one biggest thing I would say, especially for small businesses right now is what's your message? What do you want people to understand about you? What makes you you, right? First and foremost, establish that, then get it out there in whatever medium you can. Social, you got to think from a marketing perspective, you know, it, it's an attention game. You know, you, you need to go brand yourself where everybody's attention is. And right now it's heavily into social. So you need to identify your message and what you're about and go put that in front of as many people as you possibly can. Because going back to our previous conversation, people are buying you. They're not really buying a rate or a small discount, you know, or something like that. They would, they're going to buy the person that's, that has the product, not so much about the numbers. You know, this comes to mind. As soon as you said that, I thought of Matt from the Jewelry Emporium. Okay. And he makes these videos uh, where he's like, you know, they're, they're, they're satirical videos, of course, but um, very engaging and it makes him seem very personable. Um, obviously, he sells jewelry, but so does, you know, four or five other stores. That's but right. That's how he separates himself. Absolutely. Um, and there's a lot of businesses that they can kind of fall into the same bucket as their competitors. And that is a surefire way to distinguish yourself from the rest, right? It does a number of different things without paying much money at all to make that happen. You know, you're establishing yourself as the expert in your field. And you're also building that um, rapport with your potential customers out there at the same time for a very low rate. So if businesses don't understand that, okay, or business owners don't understand that, what are they doing to increase sales? So I look at it in large part, you know, it, it's a funnel, right? You know, a sales process works in a funnel, businesses work in a funnel. You know, the marketing and getting somebody in is the top of the funnel and you go down the funnel. And the bottom of that funnel is, you know, what's going on inside of your business, those client relations. You know, they think taking care of their current customers, you know, that's that's going to lead to new business. Right. Which it does. It does. But you need to be doing both. Right. Right. I feel like a lot of people put too much attention on that. If I take care of everybody that I've got, it's just going to expand. Yeah. And that's just the way it's going to work, which to a certain degree, that's correct. You can grow. But, you know, that's that's also a good strategy to put out in front of your new potential customers, right? So take those things that are going well with your current customers. You've got to, you've got to be doing both. I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, you've got to you've got to focus on everything going on internally. Focus on your current customers, but also think about how you're going to put your message out there um, to the masses, to to more people. So we're going to trademark this and uh, and make you know a billion dollars. So it's Absolutely. not a funnel. It's a cylinder, right? Okay. So it's it's a funnel on top and a funnel on bottom and it's connected. So you have this big gap or this big kind of opening for marketing and you have the big opening at the bottom like you were talking yeah. about too. Yeah, for sure. I like that. Yeah, nice. I like that. Now we just got to figure out, we got to get some type of subject matter expert to figure out what's going to happen in the middle there. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> that's going to be the next step of this whole process, this yeah, journey here. Absolutely. In honor of the new year and making the most of our fresh start, what are your goals for this year? How will you accomplish them and what are you most looking forward to in 2022? Yeah, so I'll start with my goals. Um, obviously, to, to continue to grow all three businesses um, as fast a rate as possible, doing it the right way too, um, feeding into our people. And two, a big goal for me, and like it's, it's a big goal for my life anyway, is to bring as much value as I possibly can in 2022 and help as many people as I can in whatever way I can, right? And that's another large large part of the Carpool Karaoke is, you know, hopefully people could take value from it because the more value and the more things that we can do pr- to provide something that helps in our community, we're enhancing our community, right? Right? We're making our community better. My big mission for 2022 is to keep growing our community um, in whatever way that I can. And for me, you know, it happens to business is kind of my thing, and that's what I like. And um, I like the act of businessing. Um, and so that's going to kind of be my vessel to help as many people as I possibly can. So I say all 
lot to say. I'm excited to launch a few things aside from the businesses I've going on next year that are really just geared towards bringing value to as many people as possible. So we always like to end the show on a high note. Who is someone that makes you better when you're together? My son, man. Like, yeah, my son, he, um, you know, I tell people all the time, I've learned more than I've learned more from him than he's probably learned from me. You know, he's he's my my biggest reason for doing everything. And he's, you know, I set uh, everything that I do is trying to set the right example for him. When we're together, it serves as a constant reminder of, you know, because we all we all work hard every day, but it's important to remind yourself why sometimes, right? And that that's my constant why. So every time I'm with him, it reminds me of that. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Better Together with Costi Epifonso. If you enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Leave us a review, or better yet, share this episode with a friend. Better Together with Costa Yepafonsiv is a Costa Yepafonsiv production. Writing and production by Morgan Franklin. Want to find out more about Costa? Visit us at costayepafonsiv.com. We're better together. <laughs>